touchdowns. They were a juggernaut damn near. So I'm looking at the fact that Indianapolis Colts. First of all, we saw them improve immensely defensively. We saw what their offensive line was able to do in protecting Andrew Luck. We saw Andrew Luck return onto the scene, throw for over 4,500 yards, throw 39 touchdowns. They were a juggernaut damn near. So I'm looking at the fact that Mack is running the football. Mack ran the football effectively. You know, I'm looking at Andrew Luck and what I expect him to be. We know what T.Y. Hilton can do. You got Justin Houston to come on in and pick them up in free agency. Bunches from Carolina is now there as well. So I'm looking at the combination. You've improved your passing game. You've improved defensively. You still got your offensive line intact. Andrew Luck's got that year back where the rust is no longer a concern. You've got a decent running game as well. And I think you I believe in Frank Wright. He's already proved himself as a Super Bowl caliber coach when he did that. And I'm just of the mindset that Everybody, sup, P. Much, coach. You have a good week. <laughs> Had a great week. Awesome. You ready to pay some bills? You want to pay bills? We gotta pay bills. I hate paying bills. Let's pay bills. All right, we gotta pay bills. You had your heating and cooling service yet? Nope. Why not? Because uh, we have a new home. I'm, I'm house poor. <laughs> You're gonna be house hot. If your heating and cooling service goes out. But if it does, call our friends at Preferred Mechanical. Area code 317-924-4024. There you go. Tell them about Bernabette Sports Show and get 10% off. It's a good deal. It's an awesome deal. A very good deal. Because, you know, there's a lot of heisters out there. A lot of companies that... Try to do everything they can to take all the money out of your pocket. Yeah. Our friends at Preferred won't do that. They'll tell you what's wrong with your service. They'll tell you what it's going to cost to fix it. And that's what they'll do. So they won't try to up, upsell you on nothing like that. So that's a good thing. Hey, we also got another sponsor. I didn't even tell you about these guys. You didn't. That's pretty cool. It's uh, All Creatures Great and Groomed. <laughs> what are you laughing? We're we're getting so we're gonna make our animals look like you, great and groomed. Oh God, you don't want them looking like me. <laughs> They'll be put down for sure. <laughs> but anyways, Liza is my dog groomer. Okay, and she's seen the show. She likes the show, and she asked if 
she could get a mention on. I'm like, plug yeah. away. I'm like, yeah. But anyways, she doesn't just do, you know, the dog grooming and nail clipping, teeth brushing and bathing and all that. She also does rescue animals. They're at her shop. Yeah. Um, the other day when I was in there, they had a gray African parrot you could go in and adopt. You know, instead of going to a pet store and buying one for thousands of dollars, you'd adopt one. They. Wow. wow. <laughs> the light has came on. <laughs> yeah, so if you guys go to All Creatures Great and Groomed, mention the show, she'll give you $5 off. Well, that's fantastic. And she's located at 606 East Troy Avenue, Indianapolis, Indiana. Um, you know, normally I do. If that. you don't rewind the, the show and, and get that address, just reach out to me, and I'd be more than happy to give you guys the telephone number and address or whatever. I do the dog grooming in our house. Is that right? It's it's scary. So the other day, I groomed the poodle, and that's not a euphemism. <laughs> and I, I'm about to say, you know, there's a family <laughs> show button here, buddy. <laughs> I gave her a mohawk, and Kristen made me fix it. I, I was so excited. <laughs> I'm not going to believe it until I see pictures. I had to. She wouldn't let me. I wanted to do it. She she wouldn't let me keep it. So I had to shave off the mohawk. So now the dog's just bald. Wow. Good summer coat, though. Yeah. <laughs> Good summer coat. What's old brother, old brother up to right now, Coach? Well, still waiting on the uh, old Bewilder Fest to come around in August in Cincinnati. So get get there, get your tickets. I haven't reached out to anybody yet. I've dropped the ball on that as I was on vacation last week. But I will look into that about getting us a couple of tickets to Man, give away. I, I pay you too much. You buy a new house, go on so, vacation. Yeah. Man. It happens. Hey, we ought to get them in the background. Someday playing live. I, I want to do that. That would be so, bad. I'll, I'll get with Warner and the boys and see what we can get. See what you're going to hook us up, Coach. Yep. For sure. And as you guys can see, and as we've advertised the show this week, we've got a special guest with us. You want to introduce him? I, I thought it was Kristen. I wasn't even looking. So. Well, she's not that special. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, we've got... A writer for the Indianapolis Colts here, Jake Arthur. Um, you guys seen the advertisement we sent out for him, gave him some of his credentials. Um, if you follow the Colts, I guarantee you, you've read some of his stories. Yeah. Heck really of a good. writer. Heck of a writer. I, yeah. You know, bravo. Bravo, bravo. And nice thanks job. for coming out, Jake. No problem. Super, super appreciate your time yes. coming out, talking to all of us. Man. It gives us an air of professionalism, doesn't it? I don't know about all that. <laughs> I know. I'm definitely out of my league on this one. Yeah, for real. Me too. We need to get our, our, our guest dumbered down for me or something. <laughs> well, it, it's, it, I have to follow Bob a little, so I don't, I don't know what you guys are doing to me there. And Dalton. Yeah, you definitely follow Dalton. Dalton's a special cat. Yeah. It, Dalton, Dalton's <laughs> awesome, man. That. Sure. That dude puts in some time and and, and his craft. Too. I know it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I'm I, sure I'm sure you with him directly. That is that that cat wants it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's all it takes. Yeah. 
drive, ambition, work ethic, you'll yep. succeed. Yep. For sure. So, Jake, let's jump right into what let's you know. It. You got the inside scoop. You're in the locker room. You're talking with the players. You're you're around the whole media thing. First things first. Is Andrew Luck going to be okay? He, he's going to be all right. It is, I know anything with him after what happened in, in 2017 is, is going to sound the alarms, but they just are being uh, precautious. It's better to take care of this now. I mean, it's unfortunate that it's it's an injury in the first place, but it's it's better to take care of it now and let it fully heal in the offseason uh, rather than force anything and, and let it linger throughout the season. I don't know if you guys remember, but it was either Peyton Manning's last or second to last season in Denver. He had, I think, a calf injury that, that they said just bothered him all year and really affected how he played. And uh, Coach Reich has said he's dealt with that injury before as well when he was playing. And if you don't, if you don't take care of it and let it, it heal, then it can be a problem. That I see a lot of people getting really, really worried about this injury because, you know, sports fans are sports fans and they watch other mm-hmm. sports. And big name Kevin Durant is, you know, just went through this, you know, put him down. He had to have Achilles uh, the, uh, surgery. Yeah, the, the rumors that they brought him back too early and things like that. Yeah, I, I can't compare the injuries at all because I, I have no idea what the specifics of either of them. But, I mean, all the more reason to let it heal, am I right? Yeah, Definitely. For real. Definitely. And, you know, it's not like he's coming back from a year and a half off. No. You know, like he did last season. No. And look what he did last season. Right. He lit it up. Well, and if you if you look this this guy I mean, knows he knows the offense. He's he's what fifth sixth year in the league now. Uh, Twenty twelve. I think this is yeah. I can't count that. High. Yeah, me either. <laughs> you have I have to start One, using a second a hand. And yeah, but I I I think putting putting that kind of stress on 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 I hate to say a, a minor injury at this point. It's a calf strain. It's not. It's not sprain. It's not pulled muscle. It's not torn muscle. Let it rest. Yeah. I mean, if if you can go and all you have to do to let it heal is to just not use it, then don't use yeah. it. Yeah, Coach Reich has said if they had a game. I mean, it's obviously the off season, so there's so much that has to go in first. But if if they hypothetically had a game this week, he'd be playing. Yeah. They did. This is the second year in the system. It's not like he's learning the system. Um, Andrew has a big part in what goes into the offensive system, anyways. That you know, if they, that that really is a collaborative quarterback room between you know uh, all the quarterbacks. You got Marcus Brady as well, Coach right, Nick Sirianni. Um, it's collaborative. They they want to know what works best for Andrew in that offense because why why force things on a player if he's not comfortable with it? it they they want to know what he likes. Well, the, yeah, these are all known commodities at this point. So, again, why put any added strain onto it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We've had other good news today, though, as far as Colts go. That's some big news. Yeah, Kenny Moore getting a four-year extension. Do you, do you know anything about the numbers on that yet? Uh, I saw reports just from the, the, major, uh, the major guys out there that it's, it's in the neighborhood of, like, it's it's around twenty to thirty million. 
could potentially be up to 34 with like incentives mixed in up to yeah. 34. Uh, that's unofficial. That's just what I've seen on Twitter. But um, it the, makes him. It reportedly makes him the highest paid nickel corner in the league, which is honestly it's, it's well deserved. Oh, I think so, definitely. I, I mean, when you go go really thinking about that position, I mean, in the past, it's usually reserved for that that young up and coming corner that's trying to learn his spot, or you've got a guy that toward the end of his career that's. That's it was it was played down. I think that that position is actually starting to play a bigger role in the NFL, especially I would say since Seattle won their their Super Bowl. And it seems like putting a dollar value on that and actually making that a valuable part of your team now at this point, I think it's important. And Kenny Morse, you know what I like at that job. You know what I like most about this story is Kenny Moore was picked up by the Patriots. Undrafted free agent. Yeah. And he was let go. Colts pick him up. And we scrape him And up he's on just friggin' dynamite. Love it. And I'm just sitting here picturing Bill Belichick or Bill Cheetahcheck <laughs> just going, oh, no, God, I missed out on that one. I just, I love that picture in my head. I mean, they, they did have good things to say about him. They liked him as a player. I just think it was a numbers game. And although they probably wanted to keep him, uh, they just didn't have room on the roster when it came to preseason roster cuts. They may have even tried to put him on the uh, practice squad, but the, the Colts saw enough in there. Um, honestly, it was, it was something of a long shot for him to even get on the Colts in the first place because at 5'9", he doesn't really meet – size parameters. Um, yeah, he doesn't scream off the page. His arm length makes him about the size of the six of the corner, though. Yeah. And he brings everything else to the table that a corner would need. And uh, you, you were talking about the importance of the position. If you're going to model him after one of the more prominent corners in the league that people know, I'd probably say Chris Harris Jr. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Both of them are kind of known nickel guys, but they, they play outside when it's in the base defense. Um, Kenny starts outside with Pierre Desir in base, moves inside uh, in the nickel and other formations with yeah. Quincy coming in. Same thing with Chris Harris in Denver. And he's honestly known as, a lot of people, that's their best corner in the league. He's very versatile. And uh, Stephen Holder tweeted out today, is, is, I hadn't thought of this comparison, but I really like it. So Stephen covered uh, the, the Buccaneers for quite a while. He was around Rondé Barber. Made a lot of parallels. So, that, make, that makes a lot of sense. He was that. really good in the press. It does make a lot of sense. Yeah. They're both kind of undersized guys. Yeah. Uh, but they, they have a lot of heart and play with a lot of, of toughness. Play inside and outside. They're, they're good blitzers as well. Um, and, and something I definitely wanted to – I made a mental note of this today at practice. So reports of the contract came out a little while before practice started today. Yeah. And it was their last practice. They didn't, they didn't really go full bore. It was uh, more of a shorter one. Um, a, a lot of just uh, individual, or individual and uh, position drills. They didn't really go scrimmages. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny was in the front of the line – for, for all of the, the cornerback stuff. He was leading the calisthenics and stuff. He, he goes out and earns this huge payday, and then he's out there leading by example in front of his teammates. 
you know, just a couple hours later, you know. That says a lot about a guy's character. Uh, yeah. Uh, Don't it, though? I, I think he, he's – you see a guy that's he, a leader on the field, he deserves to be paid like he's a leader. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, really like, leader, would want to yeah. sit back and, like, yeah. you know, bask in their glory of their massive payday, and he's out doing – Leader type work. Put the, put the hard hat on and get out there. Yeah, I, I think he's going to carry that undrafted chip on his shoulder. Just not only was he undrafted, but he's also small. You know, people doubt guys like that. Yeah. Um, I just think well, he's he, going to carry that chip. And he plays like he's got a chip on his shoulder. He really does. Yeah. I mean, if you look, he he led the league from that position and disrupted dropbacks. So essentially, you know, between. Passes defense, rushing the quarterback, you know, whatever. And that that's something – I don't know how many times I saw him step up into the slot during the season, and I'd be looking at that and be like, they don't even see this coming. That dude's going to blitz. And then he'd go. His and then stretch at the end of the season from week 17 into the two playoff games was some of – it was one of the better three-game stretches I've seen from a corner in, in recent memory. Yeah. He was killer as a pass rusher. Uh, the two interceptions he had week 17 and then the wild card round, he completely baited Marcus Mariota and, oh, and Deshaun Watson into those throws. Definitely. He disguised definitely. himself and then and cut on the ball as they were throwing. That, that shows a guy who's comfortable in the defense enough to where he's not just learned it, but now he is ad-libbing inside of it. Yeah. And he's able to, to manipulate quarterbacks with, with his comfortability in that, in that scheme. He's starting and, it's, to, and it's only going to get better. He's starting to play his game. Yeah. Well, and that leads you know, to – and, I mean, look at Darius Leonard. That's what made him stand out last year is he had the freedom to play his game. Within the defense. Within the defense. Oh, this defense oh, – it, And it's even – I don't mean to interrupt, but it's even going to get it's even going to get better for him with the edge rushers that we're bringing in with Houston. Oh, yeah. Uh, and the defensive line, the way they're stacking that up, he's just going to be a free player to run out and just create havoc all over that field. Well, talking about Kenny Moore again, and you talked about Pierre Desir. With the talent we brought in in the draft this year in the defensive secondary, where do you think that leaves us up front, though? I mean, with the defense, with the secondary. I mean, we got Quincy Wilson, we've got Desir, we got Kenny Moore, we got Rocky Sin, we got Marvell Tell. I mean, you look at all the, the defensive backs that we've brought in now. I mean, do we have enough enough plays to get them all on the field? That's that's the thing is uh, Coach Wright said, I think, yesterday, it's it's going to be harder to make the team this year. Uh, yeah. They have a luxury this year of depth. The cornerbacks, honestly, might be one of the deepest groups, if not the deepest on the roster. I mean, you didn't even mention Jalen Collins, who was, who no. was like a second-round <laughs> Yeah, and it's yeah. Good. This group is really deep. Nate Hairston. Yeah, Nate Hairston. Really I mean, I, he's, he's spanking you right now, Coach. Yeah. No, he's spanking you. No, but you. I mean, for it's real. Not, <laughs> we're, we're, getting, we're getting like seven, eight down the depth chart right, right now. Yeah, the, and, and that's not even bringing up the safeties. Now, now we've the mentioned – another great group. Yep. We brought this up before in a show or two ago about how competitive – that defense actually is Mm -hmm. and at what point is too much competition a bad thing or is there a point i don't i don't think there is because it's always going to result in the best man winning Uh, i mean in the end it is but 
you got two or three people all fighting for that position, you know, there's going to be some heated blood. I'm not going to say bad blood, but heated blood against your competitors. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I guess. Uh, that's wait a minute, we got so. some. Hello, everybody. Say congratulations <laughs> to Mr. Married Man. Congratulations, <laughs> Carvey and Mrs. Carvey. That's the dedication to the show, man. I like that. Man, we got some great fans. We we get. We got some fun fans. They they're what makes this show fun. They the comments we get, the questions we get, they they keep you on your toes for sure. We got some awesome people. Uh, a lot of them's hitting us up. Everybody's wanting to get together and uh, go out to training camp together as a group and get to meet everybody, you know, personally things like that. So since you got the inside scoop and and all that, we'll we'll let you spearhead that project. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll do awesome. And we need to get Carvey to call in. Oh. Should let the man enjoy his honeymoon. No. <laughs> I'm sure he's enjoyed it enough by now. No, it doesn't work that way. I don't think. <laughs> anyways, Carvey, when you want to call in, just let me know. We'll see you Saturday. By the way. Yeah, if he's back. Is he going to be back? I think he is going to be back. He coaches a women's football team, oh, right. and they're in, uh, I think, the like Columbus a division Vanguard. round or something. It's a regional championship. Yeah, regional they're playing, champions. They're playing the number one team in the nation from Maine. They're flying all the way in from flying, busing, driving, whatever, <laughs> all the way from Maine to, to play at Columbus North High School. Yeah. That's, that's Do you know what? interesting kind of setup. Oh, like, I I really want to go. I'm excited. A team I'm coming all the way from Maine to play in Columbus. I, I don't know if you've been in touch with much of the semi-professional football world, but there's some dedicated the people Indiana out there. Indiana Tornadoes, I think. Yeah, if they're still around. Yeah, my, they're still. Isn't that what Junior, years. where Junior used to play for? Junior played for. the We tornadoes. worked with a guy that was on that team. Okay. I think he won Defensive Player of the Year one my, year. My dad worked Junior's with a guy good. who was a defensive tackle for them. I think. Is that right? Yeah. That's awesome. I feel like his name was Nathan. Not, not. It's been a few years. There's a lot There, there's a lot of former NFL guys involved in that. I played a little semi-pro back in the day. There's some good players out there, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I got to – I got my, my prime moment in, in that. I got to tackle Roosevelt Potts. There you go. It was more, more like he ran into me and fell over, but – <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't like I really tackled him. That's on your resume. Now. Yeah. <laughs> it's seven o'clock. Game is at seven, and I did see the tickets are ten dollars for adults. So if you're going, be prepared. That's not bad for a night out, watching some good competitive football. That's awesome. Yeah, we're gonna be there. Gotta support our people. Definitely. Man, we we gotta get back on yeah. on on topic or. Your wife's going to be mad. He, uh, it, it'll be 11 o'clock. We're going to still be sitting here talking oh with no, you, Jake. No, no. <laughs> so, I, read, I read a couple of your articles mm-hmm. and, sure. and, and went back. And one of them that, that I was interested in, you, you, you brought up one that uh, Pro Football Focus did an NFL's all-clutch team. Mm-hmm. And that we had six players that, that got picked for that team. Yeah. And none of them were named Andrew Luck. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, it, it is crazy. That, that kind of shows you how good the rest of the roster is. And if I'm not mistaken, four of those players were rookies. Yeah, uh, Naheem Hines, Braden Smith, 
Quentin Nelson and Darius Leonard. Yeah, I thought that was so. that, that was good. And for for those that made like Pro Football Focus's second team, I went in and just kind of looked at my own stats and included overtime. Um, the criteria was uh, fourth quarter, and again I added overtime in games that were seven points or less. And those those guys were clutch. The- those uh, the people at Pro Football Focus really do their homework on that right. stuff. That is a trip. Yeah, I, I love I love that article. Uh, now, I got to back you guys up. We were talking about how competitive this team is, mm-hmm. how deep this team is, and nobody brings up the fact that we still got a wad of cash and salary cap mm. that hasn't been spent yet. And at the beginning of free agency, everybody not not gonna say everybody, but a lot of people were screaming at Ballard, you know, to go out, get the shiny star athlete, you know, throw Brown, some money, you throw know, some money at Sid, throw some money at McCoy. You know, right. But look what this man has done. Look at the depth that we're all talking about now. Look at the competition that we're all talking about now. And still look at all the money that he still has mm-hmm. to pay his players like he says he's going to. You know, he re- he rewarded Kenny Moore for but his dedication to the team, his hard play. And look how that's paying back off what you just said. You know, he's in the front of the line. He's leading this. He's wanting to be a leader on that team. You know, to me, that's, what you, how, that's how you make championship teams. You mm-hmm. get the depth. You keep it. Yeah, I, you I know, totally agree. And don't take me wrong. I would have loved to have Le'Veon Bell. You know, and okay. I'm Great and I was one of the ones think, hoping, you know, that Ballard goes after him. You know, during the draft, he gives away our our first pick in the first round. I'm smacking the tape. What the hell is this man doing? <laughs> you know, and I had to take well, myself back and step back, like you know, I trust Ballard. You know, he hasn't done anything. Stupid. He's proven himself. Just let the man do what he does. But I really wanted to bring that point up because we're still sitting on a pile of money mm-hmm. and and salary cap. And we've got all these fabulous players, all these contributors that are fighting for a spot on this team. That is – how could you not win championships like that? Cap, cap space, honestly – at least how the Colts operate. So you go out and you you hopefully nail your drafts. And then your cap space is left for replenishing your roster and bringing back and retaining those guys that you've drafted or, or groomed. I mean, both Pierre Desir and Kenny Moore were, uh, they were preseason cut guys claimed from other teams. But that's almost like your own draft pick or, you know, undrafted free agent. But, you know, those two guys have grown with the Colts. They've earned multi-year deals. Uh, Ballard is locked up. Basically, uh, the majority of the really important special teams players, uh, Rigoberto Sanchez has a new deal. Luke Rhodes has a new deal. Vinatieri is just going off one-year deals at this point. But like, if, if he was younger, he probably would have had a long time. Oh, now, when I interviewed Milton has been signed. Like, Adam a couple weeks ago, I asked him to, mm-hmm. you know, sign another contract to come back. He yeah. just he just laughed. He goes, "We'll see." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just to throw that in there didn't mean to interrupt he can't you again, go Jake. June yet, I'm sure. <laughs> 
Well, no, I mean, I, I think you're absolutely right. That's, and that's the way to go. I think that's what you want to do. You want to, you want to draft well. So draft those guys well. The ones that, that work out, reward them with better contracts. The ones that don't work out, then you let them go. Now, speaking of the draft, what can you tell us about EJ Speed? Not a, not a whole lot. That was that Kristen was is the only Dalton could. Well, Dalton finally did <laughs> she, she send me the, some stuff about she was him, the first but one I couldn't find nothing, nothing on <laughs> yeah. him. So, okay, th- this was one that had us kind of pounding the keyboards to find information after this, and after we we talked to him on a conference call shortly after after they picked him, so we got a little background. Um, so he did have offers from bigger schools coming out of high school. Um, but his family had, he had like an, an adopted brother, just like someone his family had brought in, I think, um, who was sick with cancer, I believe. And EJ wanted to stay closer to home. He's the, from there in Texas. Um, he wanted to stay closer to home. And so that hopefully this brother would recover and they could play ball together in college. Oh, he's, he's my guy now. The, he's the, my the, guy now. The brother unfortunately <laughs> did not make it. Oh, no. But he did have offers from, I believe, I believe he said, like, Colorado, Colorado State, Oklahoma State, some some bigger schools. Yeah. Those are major programs. Yeah, they are definitely so major pro- programs. He, he, he was at Tarleton State from really his own choice. It's not like he didn't have offers. Um, he's He's got background as a former quarterback. He's um, an athlete. Defensive right, he's, end, oh, linebacker. Yeah. He's a sick athlete. He really is. I, I, I saw... The limited tape that there was out there on Dalton, Dalton was even one. Of, he made a whole cut up of, of uh, a game against Minnesota State in the snow. So I I, I told Dalton after that he, he's a he's a lifesaver for that. He's, I I like to watch tape of the draft picks. I like to watch their college film. Yeah. And there's obviously little to nothing of him out there. Um, but no, he's, he's a real fast guy. Obviously, speed. It fits. Yeah, we asked him what his game was predicated on, and he said it was speed. So we're like, well, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Um, You know, he's got a knack for the big play. He's got this burst. Once once he's in pursuit of the ball, like he's just in the crosshair, very fast to the ball after that, especially as a pass rusher. Yeah, he's definitely explosive. Yeah, he's he's got a background before as a defensive end, I think. So that that shows up when he's rushing the passer still. but I mean, he's he's kind of just blended into the crowd so far this off season. Uh, yeah. We'll probably see a bit more during training camp, I'm sure. Um, but honestly, the, uh, through a lot of the OTA practices, they have the rookies and younger guys on one side, and then the veterans, you know, the the first and second team guys on on the other field. So yeah, um, if I would have watched the rookies the whole time, he probably would have you know probably would have seen a little more from him. But hoping hoping. You know, well, I'm sure we'll see more come training camp. But. He's he's one of them I'm kind of quietly excited about. He he could be pretty good. He'll probably be. I'm sure he'll probably take a little longer to develop. They're not all going to be Darius. Yeah. Um, but Chris Ballard really kind of trusts the evaluation because uh, Tarleton State is from I, the Lone Star Conference. I think that. That Chris Ballard has a background there from when he was around Texas City and things like that. That's a so, trip. So he, he trusts the evaluation from that area and everything. It's funny about EJ Speed. He wasn't really on anyone's radar until 
there was, there was like a, a regional workout or a pro day and he just blew that pro day apart and then so everyone's like all, all the NFL scouts are kind of okay I guess we gotta come down here and pay attention to Tarleton <laughs> State so you know what's neat uh, right after the draft I saw the name I was like whoa who is this guy I, tar, tar, what Tarleton State I yeah. yeah I'd never heard of it. so I, I went to look him up and the only thing I found because I looked on on I just Googled him. The only thing I found was a promotional video of Tarleton State trying to get a new stadium. So they've got him on there trying to explain why Tarleton State should get a new football stadium. And that was it. And, and for like a week, that was it. And then I found a, a high school video of him, and I wasn't even sure it was him because it was a quarterback. Yeah. And, man, you talk about just – getting out there and playing some football. He made some people look silly at that position. But, I mean, it was at high school. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, Kristen found some game tape on him, and he blew me away. I, he looked like a man amongst boys in that, yeah, that conference. When he, when he flashes out there, he really flashed. I, oh, yeah. I, I think at the very least you're looking at probably a really good special teams player. I, I, I think he's got some good potential. Oh, I'd want him on my punt block team. Yeah, absolutely. He, he told us he really likes special teams as well. Because I asked him if he had a special teams background because he was like, it seemed like he was like the third or fourth linebacker they'd added, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously, only two, most, sometimes three for them are on the field at once. So special teams is obviously going to be something they're going to look at. And he's more than willing and. I think he's got the makeup of someone who could be a really good special teams player. Yeah, he he looks like he's got it in his DNA. Yeah, yeah. Mind blowing. Getting you excited yeah. for him? It oh, does. Okay. It it really does. I mean, because what she sent the the video she sent, I'm just looking at this guy like, why is he there? Mm-hmm. You know, why isn't he at Ohio State? Why isn't he at Notre Dame? Why isn't he at Michigan? Yeah. You yeah. know, why isn't he at Alabama? You know, he's got the talent. Yeah. And then to learn how he went from quarterback to defensive end to corner, you know, that is just pure athleticism. Well, and that says something about him, too. He's a a versatile athlete. And that means if he's played all those positions, he understands the sport. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, knows the inside and out. Mm -hmm. And, again, this fits back into the, the Chris Ballard and Frank Reich philosophy of what comes first with an athlete. I mean, obviously he's got great character yeah. just by the story you told us. I mean, I about got a tear in my eye hearing that. <laughs> I know. I didn't know that. Oh, I does. Yeah, I, I cry. I cry at Downey commercials. So, but <laughs> I've never cried at a Downey. But no, I mean that's that's no. fantastic. He seems like he's he's just another piece in the puzzle. Now, if a dog or something gets hurt, I get Oh, yeah. Animal stuff can't, can't even do it. Yeah. <laughs> I can't hold it in with animal stuff. You don't, you don't like the little snuggle bear? No. Oh, he's sweet. Not really. I know it's not downy, but I like the snuggle bear, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we got off track again. That's, okay. That's all right. That's what makes this show fun. I mean... You know, we love to talk sports. We love to talk about our Colts. Um, but we just like to laugh, have fun. I mean, there's so much seriousness, so much uh, tension, it seems like, negative tension. Mm-hmm. And and some of the, like, it, you watch 
some of the ESPN people and things like that. It just it just puts me in a bad mood, you know. And I like I love sports. Sports has always brought positive things to my life, and you know I don't want to have a show where we're negative and just you know no, I don't want to I don't want mess cussing at each other. Oh, you're wrong. You're stupid. Oh no, what are you hell you talking about? You don't know. You know I don't want that. It, uh, you, if you're on social media, that's what your day is filled with already. You know? Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, that's it a happens. lot of my business is you know revolves around social media. But you can still have fun with it. You can still be positive with it. Um, you know, big report when KD went down this last game, and the Toronto fans were cheering and you know and going nuts. I'm not going to lie, that made me sick. See, it didn't me, because what I've seen, the most of it, they were showing clips of people in a bar that were cheering because he went down. Well, first of all, they're in a bar drinking. That's not going to show somebody's true character. Now, did they need to really cheer that hard because he went down? No, but I get it. Just like if Tom Brady goes down on the field and he's helped off the field, I guarantee you I'm clapping. Guarantee it. Now, I don't want nobody hurt, you know, and I'm not going to pray that somebody gets hurt by no means. But I get it. You know, I can see it because those people are threats to your winning tradition. And when they go down, hey, that's a good thing for your team. Maybe maybe that's where I'm going to cut from a little bit of a different cloth on that as far as anytime I was out there competing, I'm sorry. I want your best guy out there 100% so I can beat your ass while you're 100%. Coach. But that's <laughs> – Listen to this potty mouth. But no, really. That's... No, no, I get I get that. Yeah. I'm talking from a, a fan's perspective. But if you've seen what Lowry did and, and some of the other Toronto players, you know, they're like, no, what are you guys doing? Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then they brought the fan base back to, you know, reality. Like, hey, this is a, a human being. Yeah. You know, and then, then, of course, everybody's clapping off. Now, I've seen, been to many games, seen people hurt from the other team, and our fans, you know, will stand up and clap him off the field, you know, and, and showing him that individual, that respect. And I think everybody else will come to their senses. They don't really want somebody hurt. They're just cheering that he's not going to be – there to stop their winning tradition. As as much as you get the whole we're at war, this is a battle mentality in sports. You're the the first the first reaction seeing somebody go down from the other team, you're gonna get a little bit of that adrenaline rush is oh, he's down. You smell blood in the water. Right. You know, then but that's you're, you're most yeah, but then if he's really hurt, you, you got to come back. You're gonna be the first back. one on the knee saying a prayer for prayer for exactly. him, real quick, right there. You got to realize, the yeah, we're not really at war here. This is a game, right? You know, so emotions are a fickle, fickle and thing. In the heat of the moment during a game, yeah, yeah. yeah. So when you know when they show that clip of the, that entire bar erupting, you know, I get it. I can understand that, but I guarantee you. If they showed more of that bar, you know what I mean? It would die down pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because people are not really 
too awful evil, especially in the sports. On camera, so I'm sure everything they were doing was probably amplified because they knew yeah. they were on camera. That's true. I can see that. The That's Canadians are, are known for being so polite, though. <laughs> I, I saw some not now media members that are like these guys are really tarnishing the Canadian sportsmanship we got going on. Well, and, and I tried to I tried to think of it as oh it's their first time in the finals oh they eh, they just don't get it I don't know but it, no if no. Andrew goes down <laughs> and somebody's cheering for it I'm fighting them oh it's no, I'm, that's, I'm me, fighting that's, them that's my guy yeah that's that's out of line that's out of line. Yeah, don't be around it. We'll... I mean, this guy, I, I mean, I, I hate, 20 years ago, if this guy has this injury, he may never walk right again. You know? That's this true. is. Oh, the, that's... the Achilles. Yeah, that's a rough one. A death wish. Yeah. yeah. You didn't want that injury at all. If that happened, done. Career ender. Now, guys are coming back in less than a year somehow, but that used to be, like you said, that was a career-ending yeah. injury back in the day. Yeah, I, I remember, <laughs> I know this is, I'm going to age myself a little bit here. I remember when Bruce Smith came back from his ACL injury. And they were, oh, this is the first player ever to come back from an ACL injury and finish a season. And it doesn't seem like that long long ago. But now these guys are getting ACL surgeries and eight weeks later they're back on the field. It's, it's stupid. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's crazy. Modern medicine. Yeah. Let's get back to Jake. We got a we, yes. got, we got an awesome guest here, and we're talking like we don't have nobody here. <laughs> and that's my fault. That's I, I brought that topic up. That's my fault. I'm sorry, Jake. No problem at all. Well, speaking of injuries, let's let's talk about some of our guys that are coming back off injury. I mean, what what do you know about Dion Kane? How's he looking? Uh, we didn't really. He he wasn't really out on the field doing much. I think he's still uh, he's. Probably rehabbing, but from what he's told us, and honestly, I, um, as of May, um, everyone was expected to be back by training camp. They didn't have anyone that they anticipated to not be ready to physically participate. So, plan is he should be back. Um, now, I would probably temper expectations. I don't. He might not have the training camp he had last year because. Yeah, it'll be his freshest football back from this injury. Um, you know, may, maybe a few months into a couple, maybe two, three months into the season, we see him really turning the corner. But uh, yeah, because he's got to build his confidence as, back up. Yeah, as far as I know, it's expected for him to be back. You never, I mean, everyone heals differently, so we'll see. But yeah, everything seems great. He he seemed really optimistic last time he talked to the media. So. I, I think Dion should probably be there when, when camp opens. Is that pretty much the same thing we're looking at with Jack Doyle? Yeah, I think so. Um, who looks great, by the way. We saw him walk out to the field just to watch his teammates during OTAs two, three weeks ago. And he's always been a bigger dude, but he was maybe kind of slender through his midsection. He's yeah. jacked now. He, Jack looks good. That's, I, see, I seen uh, a little man crush come out right there. Uh, <laughs> he looks good. Yeah. doesn't have a man crush on Jack. Yeah. Right. Yeah, point well I, taken. I, I tell you what, to, to me, he's one of the guys that's that's coming back this year that I, I think nobody's paying attention to him. Eric Ebron kind of blew everybody away last year. The fans, 
I'll be honest with you. I think some fans might have forgotten about him a little People bit. People remember that he's one of the most dependable players on the entire team. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I, I can't wait to see him back on the field and have, have them in that two tight end set. Honestly, three. Mo, oh, Mo Alley Cox? Cox looks great. He, he's, he's so athletic. He's, I, becoming, he's starting to become a sum of his parts, honestly. He's, oh, he's that's fantastic. Yeah. That's good to hear that. Now, you do a lot of stuff with fantasy. Is um, Doyle's fantasy prospects climbing now, or does he have to get get back on the field before it'll start coming up? Yeah, you always want to see someone back on the field. And I, I can't compare hip injuries before, but just I, I've seen hip injuries for, I don't know, for tight ends before, and it didn't. Like Dennis Pitta from the Ravens, for example, he was never quite the same after. But I have no idea the relation of these, so I I'll be cautiously optimistic. I have no reason to think he won't be good. He had the hip and the kidney. The hip was honestly that was earlier in the season, and he came back from it. So um, I haven't heard anything, you know, why guys wouldn't come back and be just fine, but. There I'm, you just, go. I'm, there you I'm, go. Glad, I'm glad to hear he's coming back and looking good, though. Yeah. Pick him up in your fantasy league oh, under the radar right now. I, I didn't answer your fantasy question. No, so, um, I mean, with anyone returning from an injury, you want to see them first. But I uh, I would say if he comes back and he's himself, then his fantasy stock will probably remain really similar to what it was. He's not a yards guy, and he doesn't even get a ton of touchdowns, but he gets a lot of catches because yep. he's a dependable security blanket for the quarterback, even when Jacoby was out there. Um, so if you're in PPR fantasy leagues, he's definitely someone to look after, someone you can start every week even in a, a flex spot. But uh, if you're looking for yards or touchdowns, obviously Ebron is your guy. But Jack is going to give you those consistent catch numbers every week. Ten, ten catch, ninety yard day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really yeah. a ten, ten yard average. Yeah, he, he's he's usually solidly going to get you those eight catch for sixty five yard games. That yeah. like it's money for him every week. And they usually first down usually comes in with those catches. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah, he's a big first down guy. Yeah, yeah. he's he's. The, the best possession weapon they've had since Reggie Wayne, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I'd agree A guy with that moves the chains. He, he's the most dependable one they've had since Reggie. And I don't include T.Y. in that just because T.Y. does so much. He stretches the field, too. A lot of his yards come downfield as well. He can do everything. But guys like Jack and, and Reggie, they were chain movers at, at the core. You know? Yeah. That was staying with receivers. Have you had a chance to um... – Analyze uh, Campbell. Paris Campbell, uh, I mean, yeah, he, he's looked pretty good so far. Um, about what you would expect. expect. He, he took an end around yesterday that just really makes you look forward to how they're going to use him come the season. He was, he was already about five yards upfield by the time the defense could even really get their bearings about, oh, he's got the ball. It was an end around. And so the speed he's going to bring to the team and the ways they're going to be able to use him, I think that's pretty exciting. Um, Coach Reich really wanted an emphasis moving forward on yards after the catch. And if, if Campbell brings nothing else, he's going to bring yards after the catch. So um, 
I, I think fan. I think he'll probably be the rookie that fans endear themselves with the most, just because as a receiver, you know, the ball in his hand. Right. And I think he's gonna make plays with it. So. Get get a lot more spotlight than yeah, all and, the others. And we'll see, he'll. I imagine he'll be competing for punt and kick return duties. He's he's been in the rotation this spring so far. Um, you never know how it's going to play out, but if he winds up as the punt or kickoff returner, that's going to add a whole nother dangerous element, you know. And and he can he can take the ball the distance on that. So. Well, I tell you what, I'm excited to see. I want to see a package with him and Hilton and Naheem Hines on the field at the same time. I agree. Oh, good lord! You talk about peeling the cap off of a defense. Yeah. Coach Wright said it. This is going to be a dangerous offense. I, I, I think what they, the things they could do, disguising uh, the intentions of Campbell and Naheem Hines on any given play in certain packages, could could be devastating for defenses because both of those guys can line up in the backfield or slot or or split outside at receiver. And so the things they'll be able to do in disguise with those two, it, it's not going to be fair. <laughs> it's, they're they're going to – this offense, if everyone is healthy at once, there's nothing this offense can't do. They, they, have, they have a wrinkle for everything. I've, I was really sitting back trying to look at a, a weak spot on that Colts there offense really this year. And, I mean, when you start looking – well. Maybe right guard. No, not really. Um, maybe a second. No, not second tight end. Uh, we start getting down. It's like, okay, well, maybe our fourth wide receiver isn't that good. Or <laughs> if, if you're looking at weaknesses on the offense, you almost have to say that some of the receivers are unproven. Yeah. <laughs> and and that, like if that's what you're saying the weakness is, then that's that's an oh, awesome that's, weakness to have. Yeah, yes, they have really tons is. of potential. There is unproven. Yeah. That's that's an okay weakness in my opinion. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> i tell you what excites me is, you know, you see uh, Quentin Nelson wearing that hat that says run the damn ball. <laughs> and then I, I seen a report where Andrew Luck was wearing it around and, and, and everything. And I know Coach Wright has talked about, you know, establishing the running game even more. Mm. To me, looking at that offense, and I'm not the offensive-minded player or fan but looking at that offense i'm excited to see how he manages each game between the run and the pass with the entire package he has now it's very bad i'm just, just i am so excited to see what the heck he does with it all yeah i'm like i mean because there's so many it's endless possibilities on that offense now. that's what i'm saying that they have an ability to do anything and just just imagine every you know you're always going to face a team or two during a season that their defense is just performing terribly. Like we could we could see a fifty point game. We just don't know. Oh, I definitely I'll be shocked if we don't see one this year. Some with some of the quarterbacks they play this year, we could see some really nice shootouts. Like I think this is going to be a very exciting. Pleasing to the eye season of, of football. Oh, I, I definitely agree. I, we, we got Drew Brees. We've yeah. got Mahomes Patrick again. Mahomes again. Yeah. Deshaun Watson twice. Yeah. 
Th- those, those three games, games were really good games to watch. Maybe not so much for Texans fans, the, the playoff game. but They were entertaining, though. Yeah. It's, it's going to be fun to watch. And then, and then something we, – we hadn't really but just scraped along it a, a little bit. That, that offensive line, I mean, that's, that's a group of nasty guys now. It didn't we, – we were a doormat two years ago. Isn't it crazy to see how that's yeah. turning? It, one, you could say they're the best offensive line in the league, and it's not out of line to say that. Yeah. yeah. The pass protection numbers from last year to back it up. You and then really, if you look at their run game in the second half of the season. We were mauling people. Yeah. They, they had two, two or three – I think they had three 200-yard rushing games, and they had like five 150-yard games. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and – I mean, honestly, Anthony Costanza wasn't out there until week six. Uh, th- that that unit didn't didn't play together for the first time until week six. Costanza yeah. came back. Marlon Mack came back. Um, Matt, I really felt like that was the week. That was the uh, one that did it. And they unfortunately lost that week, but after that, they went on the street. Yeah. Uh, Matt Slauson had gotten unfortunately injured the week before, which brought Lewinsky into the fold. Braden Smith was already starting that week five game at right tackle it just all came together and like you know this group is performing pretty well and they just rode the hot hand until they found out that this group is elite together yeah now they're going in the second year and they have really good depth i mean think about joe Haig doesn't have to start this year that's crazy one one of the better six six offensive linemen in the league and he can play all five positions loraven clark i mean as a rookie, a lot of people maybe joked about him, but, like, he's been pretty solid any time he's had to come in since then. Uh, Coming off the bench, to me, he's a he's a good right tackle. Oh, yeah, and he could play guard, too. Uh, yeah. Evan Bame could probably start at center for several teams. Yeah, uh, They've like got him. some really good depth on, on this roster right now. It's scary. Yeah. I mean, it really is. It's it's scary. It ain't scary. It's, it's exciting I, for me. It should be scary for the rest of the NFL. I haven't been this excited about a, a – a Colts offense probably since about 07. Yeah, it's definitely Peyton days. Oh, yeah. Because it's a, it's a complete roster. The offense has so many wrinkles to it. I, I uh, Throughout the offseason, I just did kind of a regular um, checkup on team needs throughout there. I think I did three or four of them. The latest one I did after the draft, it really didn't have much to do with 2019 at all. But one of them, was, I said – they're going to need to think about backup quarterback because Jacoby is coming up yeah. on it. Um, Maybe kicker. You know, and, and then, like, depth in a couple areas. A second-string second, a second string kicker in case Adam decides not to play anymore. They, they have one right yeah. um, But, no, there, there's no glaring weaknesses on this team right now. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's newfound territory um, for the Colts. You know, there's – They've had good teams in, in recent memory, but they've had some weak spots or like they were really big question marks. Or, yeah. Defense was weak. I've never yeah. seen this, this Colts team be as strong yeah. defensively. Exactly. This, uh, this team is young, fast, strong, deep. There, there's there's so many good things you can say about it. I put a post out uh, a day or two ago that this was going to be a top three defense in the NFL. This year. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, that, that's that's really lofty goals to shoot for and, and to say, but it wouldn't surprise me because number one, they were really good against the run last year. 
surprisingly. I, in the back of my mind, I expected it to be maybe what their weakness was because they were going from the 3-4 to the 4-3 with a lot of undersized but fast guys. It turned out that defensive line wreaking havoc, it, you know, if the defensive line wasn't altering the running back's route, the linebackers coming in and cleaning everything up. These guys have big wingspans and they're fast, and they're just able to control the running game from the defensive side of the ball. And then we've talked about the endless depth in the secondary. Yeah. So what what's the weak area on defense also? I mean – Defensive tackle? <laughs> yeah. But then again, their starting three technique had nine sacks just in the I know. The second I, 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 I said season. that with a question mark behind it. And they added Justin Houston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> good Lord. It's, we might need a better water boy this year. I'll, yeah. I'll, <laughs> the, the, the equipment team and, or the equipment staff, those guys are top-notch, too. Where is it? Maybe, Maybe they need a plumber. <laughs> oh, I got one. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell you that joke right? <laughs> after the show. Coach, you got anything special you want to ask Jake? We're coming up on our time here, I think. I mean, I don't want to keep the man if, from his okay, family so too long. If we want to, if we want to put this into any kind of perspective, potentially, where do you think this this Colts team could rank in the history of the Indianapolis Colts? Uh, I, I think I think that all hinges on the accomplishments on the season. I mean, obviously, if, if they get to the Super Bowl, then you're probably putting them among the top three or four um, of Indianapolis Colts teams, I'm assuming, um, Indianapolis era. I don't know, just the, the, the potential, in my opinion, they have the potential to be in, in at least the conference championship game. You know, if, if, if you say they were ahead of schedule last year and made it to the divisional round, then, you know, it would be natural to say. Natural next step. Yeah. Um, Let's, Let's just, just say, say the season, season stops, stops at, at the, the conference championships. championships. The, on paper, this this team healthy, that that should be a, probably a top ten Indianapolis team. If they get to the Super Bowl, I think you put them in the top five easily, top three maybe. It it, it just depends what they accomplish along the way, which we just don't know yet. I think potentially they could be a top ten Colts team of all time, but. We'll, we'll have, have to, to revisit, revisit that one around the bye week or something. Yeah. <laughs> now, when the schedule came out, me and Coach, we, we talked about wins and losses, and I got them going 16-0, and 0, winning the Super Bowl. Naturally. Yeah, why not? Why would <laughs> and I had, I think, three or four asterisks where, you know, there's a possibility for a loss there, mm-hmm. but we should win it. Coach, I think, what you have? I had a more realistic 11-5 and five and – at least the AFC championship game. Yeah. What, what would you say? What's your predictions on? I, I think because of, uh, because of some of the quarterbacks they play this year, it makes it tougher. I think the Colts should be favored in probably the majority of their games, but I'd probably agree with you 11-5 or 12-4. Um, we, we, we saw them reel off an unreal streak in the second half of the year last year, though, so – I mean, we know what the team is capable of, and you got to think they're better this year. So, 13-3, wouldn't It's not a stretch. It's really not. But if I'm, if I'm just 
trying to stay realistic and everything, I'd probably say 11-5, 12-4. Things just happened throughout the season. Yeah. You know, it was, un- it was unfortunate timing for them last year, for example, the uh, – the New England game Thursday night. Oh yeah, everyone injuries. Was, everyone was injured. You know, yeah. it, that, that's a lost tough, Jack Doyle. Yeah, no Darius Leonard. That's the only game Darius missed. And then no Anthony Costanza. The, the game in Jacksonville, six to zero. Literally one touchdown, you win it. So yeah, two games like that totally that, that makes the Colts twelve and four last year. You know, you just never know how things can can flip like that. Well, and I always, I always figure, it, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna win one game, you shouldn't. You're gonna lose one game, you shouldn't. You know, then you're gonna have your tough, ta- or your tough travel games like the, our kickoff to the season in, in L.A. with the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, that's they're always a tough get for us to begin with, and then we got to go all the way to L.A. and play them out west. And they're actually a good team. Yeah, and they're, yeah, they're very good. I don't like so, Philip Rivers, though. No, I've never yeah. liked that guy. Not a big Philip Rivers fan. No, not a, not a big fan of him at all. <laughs> he's not as bad as Tom Brady, but I still he's like He's him. up there. He's pretty close. <laughs> that, I think the difference to me with everything that I'm seeing from past Colts teams, you know, Peyton Manning era, things like that, is the talent of the defense. We've had super-powered offenses before. We've had high-scoring offenses before, you know, and that comes from that Peyton Manning era. We've seen it. We we loved it. We want it again. We've got it. Yeah. Well, think about what. But the now man we've got that defense. I have not seen a Colts team so balanced in well, all areas before until this year. If you look at the the. Uh, late early 2000s, like the 05 to 2010-ish Colts. I think when when you look at the Colts history, I think that's your most balanced teams was probably in that in that period. And we were still we were weak against the run, but we got after the passer. We made turnovers. You know, it was an opportunistic defense. Yeah, and I think we we got into the top ten. Rank defensively, maybe two of those years. Yeah, I mean, just just remember what the early Peyton versus Tom Brady arguments oh, always were. It was, but Tom Brady has the defense. Yeah, you know? like you said, it was the those defenses were they were bend but don't break. They were enough to get you by. They wouldn't really lose you games all the time. They could win you ones because yeah, you know Dwight Freeney, Robert Mathis, Gary Brackett. They, they had good players on defense, but. That one, it, it allowed a lot of yards. It allowed other teams to to do a lot of things. This one, not. It's it's a pretty similar scheme, but it's with different players. Well, I think I think we can win games a lot of different ways with the defense we have now. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, if that Colts defense was playing from behind, we were in trouble. Because the team can get on top of us in the fourth quarter and just run, 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 run yeah. all day. But if we got in a situation where we were up by six, nine points going into the fourth quarter, you might be having to get a stretcher for your quarterback. Yeah, that's when they said they pin the ears back. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, so we could get after them. We had guys behind them like Antoine Bethea and Bob Sanders. Uh, 
uh, Cato June. I mean, those those guys were they were playmakers on the defensive side. And they, they would they would go snatch the ball away from you and take it to the house. I mean, not to mention the the, the strip sacks, the strip fumbles. It was it was a fun era of football then. But I I think the defense we have now, you've got opportunistic guys on the defense. We got playmakers. We got a lot of young guys, and they're all hungry. And and. I think the the big thing with us now is so athletic on defense. They're just so athletic. Yeah, they can do a lot of things with, with that defense because they have so many guys who can wear different hats. I mean, yeah. Ben Banigou, for example, um, you know, they they kind of envisioned a, a, a Sam linebacker who could rush on passing downs. It turns out he's he's leaning more defensive end now, but they can do a lot of things with him. If, if they're not quite sure what the, the offense is about to do and he's lined up at linebacker, they can either move him up front to, to rush or they can just play walk him down. Yeah. Guy, guys like that allow them to do a lot. Everyone on the defensive line basically can play multiple spots. That's fantastic. I mean, Marcus Hunt dominated as a defensive end in the beginning part of the year, and then he did this basically the same as their one technique or nose tackle in the second half of the year. Um, Danico Autry played a lot of end. Oh, he was everywhere. A lot of tackle. Yeah. Jabal Sheard. Jabal Sheard, yep. And then uh, uh, Taekwon Lewis uh, drafted to be a three technique but played end basically the whole time during the season. Now, how bad does that screw up the opposing team's offensive game plan when you start switching your personnel around? You're, ta- you're taking – It's a guessing game, really. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Taking well, your Sam and well, throwing him on the if, if on the corner it, if, for a few plays, and then your next thing you know, you're bringing him back, and you're switching a lot of things up. If, if you've got I a guess, guy that you know he's always going to be playing at the left end, you always know he's he's going to be. This is going to be here. All we got to do is chip him with a tight end, put in a running back, and have him protect that side, and you don't have to worry about him anymore. But if you've got a guy that's playing left end on this play, and then the next play he's right over right over the center. Where he's out wide nine on the right, what do you do with that? Yeah, and and there's a lot of different packages and formations they can do with their defensive line. Uh, the the Giants had that famous NASCAR package when when they were winning the Super Bowl in the yeah. you know, earlier in the 2000s. The Colts have a lot of, of guys capable of putting that together too. You know, definitely. Uh, Ture, uh, speed off the edge, Banigou. Yes. We get this far into it, we haven't even talked about Kamoko Ture. It's fantastic. (laughs) Well, it's been a fun show. It's been awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Can we ask you to come back sometime? Yes. Fantastic. Keep me from coming back, man. (laughs) I like it. Well, we're going to have to get security now. (laughs) I'll spit out here waiting for you. (laughs) Damn, he's waiting on me already. Jake, it's been it's it fun talking, but it's been it's been an honor, man. Yeah, it, it really so has. No, nah, it's 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 an honor just to be invited to come do stuff like this. To be honest with you, I mean, I, it gives me a platform to come talk sports with you guys. It's fine by me. Shit, we're definitely that's what we love doing. Yeah. We're definitely yeah. gonna have to have you come back. Appreciate you. Have guys you give us some inside. Uh, passes to training camp sneak us in under the gate or something <laughs> i think you guys are giving me too much credit here. <laughs> <laughs> all right um coach any more questions for i'm good mr I'm jake good. 
I just, I just, again, we can't express our appreciation. It's thank you. It's really fun. It's really fun. It's fun bouncing all this stuff. Oh, God, I'm ready for some football. <laughs> ready to go, baby. Yeah. I got one final question for you, Jake. Who's your favorite cult? All time or currently? Both. 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 Oh, okay, so I think you got to take quarterbacks out of it because that's too easy. You know, and we've been spoiled with Peyton and, and Andrew Luck. Um, my two favorite, like, Colts growing up were always Reggie Wayne and K.O. June. Th- those were my guys oh, for sure. Nice. I, I love Kato Jr. Yeah, and countless other favorites, but those two always were, were my favorite. Currently, um, that's tough, man. Um, I just see them from such a different perspective now. Like, I see them as people now, so it's it's – well, they are people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but before, when you're a kid watching them on TV, you're like idolizing them. They're now I, I see them as people. <laughs> you know? like, there, there's a lot of dudes deserving of, of appreciation in there. Um, seeing some of the things that guys like uh, T.Y. Hilton and Clayton Gathers have fought through just to get back on the field. Like, T.Y. practiced like one time in the last like month and a half of the season. You know what I mean? Like, right. He, he was operating on a low and high ankle sprain. And they didn't even know if he was going to start out like OTAs in minicamp and stuff practicing. And that was like three, four or five months later, you know? Right. Um, But he was out there the first day of OTAs that was open to the media. So uh, just stuff like that. You you see guys putting everything on the line for their teammates. Like we were talking about Kenny Moore earlier. Love what I saw from, from him. Malik Hooker. That's a guy who's fought through just a ton. It, it's hard to have a favorite now, just because you're you're around all of them so much right now. But and if great. you take quarterbacks out of my equation, mm-hmm. I think Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis has always been that, that's, my that's favorites, good. and currently Darius Leonard. Oh yeah. Um, I got to meet him last uh, year at training camp. You know, he stopped took a couple pictures with me and my that's grandson. A, that's a good dude. You know, and then seeing the way he plays, I mean, I just resonate with his passion, mm-hmm. you know, for that game. Um, and to me, that's what brings me to having favorites is, you know, when I feel a connection to their style of play versus what I used to play, mm-hmm. and, you know, things like that. Yeah. Uh, but Dwight Freeney and Robert Mathis has always been just – my guys, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm I'm kind of hipster. I, 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 I like I like to go back to when the Colts were really bad. Show like, your real appreciation. Yeah, show my real appreciation for it. I, I remember. I, I want to say it was 1990. They went all the way until the week of Christmas before they scored a touchdown. That is rough. <laughs> and and the person that scored a touchdown was Clarence Verdan. Uh, did you? That's you, a defender, is it not? No, he, 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 was our, he was our punt returner. Oh, okay. So, Clarence Verdan's always been one of my favorite players of all time. If, if you don't know about him, look him up. He's, he was fun. They called him you CNN. Go. I, I had a real – I had a real – my first favorite Colts player when I, like, first started watching was David Macklin. So random. Cornerback <laughs> David Macklin. Five-foot, nine-inch yeah, David Macklin. that was my first favorite Colts. Like, and that's, <laughs> that's the most awesome. random one I could think of in, in current day. The, the David Thornton era Tony defense. Yeah. Talking about current age stuff and being a draft nerd, I, I do always pride myself on this. A lot of people were like 
Darius Leonard came out of nowhere. He was one of my favorite linebackers in the draft last year. And well, uh, good for you because I was I, had, I was shocked. I honestly, <laughs> Sky Moore went undrafted, but I had Sky Moore and Darius Leonard ranked very closely. Yeah. And I, I just because they both played pretty similar, they they looked pretty similar on tape. So I kind of grouped them together, but. I, I was happy to be in on those two dudes, seemingly before most else in, in the Colts community. So I kind of hang my hat on that when, when everyone says it came out of nowhere. Well, now I got to ask another question because yeah. <laughs> he said he's a draft nerd. We did a draft show and we actually had a contest. We was giving away an Eric Ebron signed mini helmet. Mm-hmm. Um, people turned in their mock drafts just first round, mm-hmm. and whoever got the most right, the most picks right. One. I think the guy went seven. Had, had seven. Honestly, that's good for a first round. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. How many did you have? I didn't. I don't even count, honestly. It, do, do you do – there? Cause Just the first round. There's different ways to do it, though. Like, is it you match the team and the player or that Spot. player went the to player that slot? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I, the, the second half of the first round went absolutely haywire. My, I think really? mine was probably – if I remember counting, I think it was in that six to nine ballpark. I don't quite remember. I don't. I don't usually nice. count because then I have to get down. On myself. Make, a mental, <laughs> make a mental note. Let's do a big, yeah. big uh, mock draft. I'm telling you, next, ne- next year we need get to have Jake a party. Get Jake and I, I Dalton down here. I, and... I do think I hit the first four or five. I think if I, I if I'm remembering correctly, but I think I hit the. First two. I had, I had four. Missed a I had whole four, bunch. I had four total. Picked a couple. <laughs> I think so, yeah. Yeah. There, there was something early on that that went completely off the rip. It was, oh, it was Cleveland Farrell going like number four. Yeah. The, 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 yeah. Well, jo- okay, Josh so. Allen falling out of the top three. Yeah. He screwed me up. Yeah. So, yeah. Farrell, I, I love Cleveland Farrell, but going four was not something I envisioned. Late first rounds where I had it. Yeah, I, I had him falling to the Colts in a couple of my knocks. What, what's What's funny? I had him going to the Raiders, but I had him going at like twenty six yeah. or whatever it was twenty five. I don't know whatever pick. Yeah, I remember, remember that because you was like, yeah. "Does it still count? Does it still count?" Oh. <laughs> Coach was trying to get my helmet, man. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right. Well, on that note, it was a good laugh. Yeah. You want to end it here, guys? Time. Or, Jake, you got anything else you want to add? Tell everybody. Get ready for the most boring part of the NFL calendar, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> we, got, uh, we, we got until late July until camp starts, so. Uh, we're going to be talking about baseball here in a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah. I love baseball, though. <sighs> Blind spot. I like, I, like, <laughs> I like to go to. Yeah, there's that. It's golf season, though. Yes. <laughs> and the NBA finals are about to end. Yeah. Well, we'll still have the NBA draft. Yeah, got the big three league coming to town. Jermaine O'Neal and Steven Jackson. Yeah. Craziness. You got any hookups on them? Get them in the show. I, yeah, basketball is not – I don't – I'm not intertwined in basketball right now other than oh, playing it. <laughs> man, we need some serious hookup power here. All right. Get on that, would you please? <laughs> like a bad suit. Well, (laughs) if nobody else has anything else to say, Thomas, Tony, you got anything? You falling asleep over there? All right, we're going to end on that. Remind everybody to get your heating and cooling services. Get them checked. 
Get them, get them working right. That Indiana heat's about to hit. Call our friends at Preferred Mechanical. They'll take care of you, I promise. Uh, and on that note, you guys be good to each other. No drinking and driving. Calling Uber, it's cheaper. Promise you that. And uh, as always, go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts. Go Colts.